Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Sina. And we are back with episode 16 of Be Fluent NYC's The Be Fluent podcast. I am Sina. And I'm Masha. And today's interview, as we said in episode 15, um, is going to be an interview with the wonderful Megan Margulies um, about writing and um, a little bit about her book. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. Megan is such a humble person. Like when you listen to her, you're just like, You've done so many great things. Um, so let's, I guess, quickly, since you guys don't go into this, and uh, this will be our last chance before the interview here, tell us a little bit, Masha, about how, how is it that you came to know Meg, Megan? Um, so we went to the same elementary school. We went to a school called Manhattan Country School, and um, which used to be on 96 between 5th and Madison in New York City, but I think... They moved to the west side, to maybe 86th. Um, but it was a very interesting school. Um, there, we focused a lot on like social justice and um, you know focusing on equality and, and human equal rights, civil rights. Um, were you guys close friends? Yeah, I think we were pretty close friends. Yeah, I would say. I think we were best friends in uh, elementary school. We had like a best friend marriage, maybe in third grade. Wow, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty serious. Um, but that's cool. And it's nice that you guys have stayed in touch all these years later. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, when you when you know some, when you're friends with someone and then you don't see them for like a super long time, but you can still kind of chat with them. Yeah. So again, uh, we mentioned this last episode, and of course you'll hear it in the interview, but um, Megan's grandfather is the co-creator of Captain America, the seminal, uh, very important um, comic book character uh, who still these days, like, if, if you were watched the um, Avengers movie series, I think the most recent one came out not so long ago, like a few months ago, or probably like a year already by now, but uh, Captain America is an important character in those. So, I mean, um, her grandfather's creations... Um, live to this day. Um, our daughter is a, is becoming a comic book fan. So um, even still, n- new generations are being introduced to the creation of her grandfather's. Um, I don't know. Brainstorm, brainchild. What, what would you what do you call that? What um, did do you know? Like what what role did he have in creating Captain America? I think um, he was. The writer and illustrator. Cool. Um, So yeah, uh, very important um, idea, I guess, that came uh, came into his head. I guess that that's cool. Um, But so anyway, without further ado, let's uh, let's let her say more about her grandfather, um, folks, Megan Margulies. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, and welcome to today's topic. We are super lucky to have Megan Margulies here with us today. Uh, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. 
thanks for being here. Um, I'm super excited to have you here with us today. Um, and I'd love to talk to you. I know that you're a writer. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you got started and like just kind of your story with writing. Okay. Well, since we've known each other, since we were small children, you might remember that I've <laughs> always wanted to write. I don't, when we were in grade school together, um, I think it was our teacher, Carol, mm. she had us enter a writing contest. I think seventh, seventh grade? Seventh grade, seventh grade. And I think that, and I ended up winning like a silver medal, I don't know, but like a ton of people got silver medals. It wasn't just like one of us, but it was that first moment of like, this is something I love and it's something that I could be good at. And I might actually be able to do it when I'm older or as a career. Um, thousand year later, thousand years later, um, it took a while to actually get there. Um, you know, to have a career in writing, you have to sacrifice a lot. Um, and it's very difficult if you don't have a financial, um, I don't know, just a security blanket of some kind. So I wasn't able to really get into it until I had kids, uh, which was in my 30s. And um, I started freelancing while the baby napped or after the baby was in bed and I would, you know, you have to pitch your article ideas and a lot of times they're rejected. Sometimes they're accepted. It just takes a lot of patience and hard work. And I got to publish a few things and then I knew I was ready to tackle the goal of publishing a book, which was something that I always knew that I wanted to do. And I am not an overly confident person whatsoever, but I have always known I'm going to publish a book. And I was like, all right, now's the time to do it. Um, so I wrote some sample chapters. I started looking for an agent. The process to publish a book is very, very, very long. So if you're not a patient person like me, it can be very painful. Um, How long is the process like in general? I mean, it, it varies to find an agent. Some people, it takes a year. Mm. I was really lucky that I had interest in one of the first batches of queries I did. Um, but then when I found that agent, we worked on my proposal and the sample chapters for a year until wow. I realized, I don't think this is working between the agent. And Okay. Um, I didn't feel like we were going anywhere. Our communication was very different. Um, so I ended up breaking up with her. It's Whoa. like dating. And I went back to another agent who had pre the year before had shown a little bit of interest. Like she wasn't like, yeah, I'll take you on as a client, but she was interested in seeing more material. And at that point I had more material. So I sent it to her. And it was very scary because I was taking a big risk there. Like I could have easily not found another agent who would want to represent it. Um, but luckily she did. And we worked on it for, I'd say, another six months. 
Um, and then finally went out on submission, which is when you send out the proposal and the sample chapters to editors at the publishing houses. And so then that's another wait because it could take them weeks, it could take them months, some very few lucky people, it takes days. That was not the case. Um, and I had one offer from a small publisher in New York mm -hmm. and I grabbed the opportunity. I said, sure, let's do it. And I had to finish writing the book in six months. So there's a lot of waiting and then there's a lot of, okay, go, 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 go. Um, which six months is a very short amount of time. Most people, when they sign with a publisher, um, it's usually due like a year after you sign with them. So I had to do it in about half of the time. Had you, had you kind of planned what you were going to do in this, those other chapters or? Yeah. So that's a big part of the proposal is um, an overview. You have your comps, which is like my book is sort of like this book that sold really well in this book. Um, so of course we had like Cavalier and Clay um, <clears throat> uh, a few memoirs, which I'm blanking on right now. Um, and then there's the chapter summary. So you have to break down which it was, it was a painful process for me just because I'm more creative and I just want to like sit and write about my feelings. And this was like, no, you have to like map this out and like put some thought into it. Wow. Um, but in the long run, it is so helpful because then when I got the book contract, they're like, okay, six months to write the book. I had something that I could, okay, this is, I'm going to write this one and this is what it's about. So I knew what I was doing and it took a lot of pressure off. And so, and so your, your book came out, um, this spring, yes. this summer, this at summer. the end of August. Okay. Yeah. And naively I was like, okay, August, like the pandemic should be over by then. Like, well, yeah, I think everyone, and I think that's how everybody was thinking. Yeah. No, it was not over. Um, so, you know, it, uh, it's disappointing because this was my first book. I didn't get to do the readings at yeah. bookstores or yeah. signings. And uh, that was a big, I was looking forward to just not only getting away from the kids and like <laughs> having like this moment for myself and like focusing on my career and, you know, um, but just, I don't know, just that whole experience, I didn't, you know, so when you're doing a reading on Zoom, it's silent when you're finished, like there's no applause. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody's just kind of looking yeah, at you, right? It's yeah, a little awkward, um, but, but then in a way there's the upside where, you know, friends and family who are in New York could attend my reading for Powell's in Portland, Oregon, you know what I mean? Like that wouldn't have happened. Um, yeah, you have like wider access, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, the fact that you're, you're from New York and that your book publisher is from New York, that's kind of a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also, so your your book is called My Captain America, right? Mm -hmm. My Captain America. And then the subtitle, A Granddaughter's Memoir of a Legendary Comic Book Artist, which I have to read because you sometimes forget. And this is the beautiful cover. It the is guy, beautiful. The guy who um, they hired, in, the publisher hired an agency, and the artist who did the cover emailed me last week 
um, saying they were him and his wife were huge Captain America fans, and he was hoping to get a signed copy. Um, That's and it was so nice. <laughs> then I got to tell him like when I saw your design, when I opened the email with that design, I burst into tears because it just like captured the book so nicely. Yeah, it's a really beautiful cover. Um, what what would you like if you your book is about? My book is about my relationship with my grandfather. Um, it's about Ooh. who created Captain America, co-created Captain America. Um, it's also a coming of age story of growing up in New York and finding a sense of peace with my grandfather and in his apartment and just in his presence in general and how I carry him with me to this day, um, even though he has passed on. So. Yeah, I um, I heard you read um, something on Zoom. I think you were doing like a live, I think you were doing like a live interview. Yeah. And I think you read an excerpt and I was like, I think I was brushing my teeth in the morning and I like put it on and it was just like so well written. Like it was just, and you know, we've known each other for like ever. So it was so cool. I was like, damn girl. <laughs> I was like, you go girl. Cause like every, like I could smell your grandfather's apartment. Like that's how nicely you describe everything. Like every de like you didn't leave any details out. And I think that's, that's what makes a writer so good when they like put you in that place. Yeah. And it's hard to do, especially when you're writing memoir. It's that's an important point to remember if you do want to write. Is it's so hard sometimes to take? It's just all in your head, and you already know these things, and you know how it smells. That sometimes you forget to like tell the reader those small details because you just forget to take it out of your brain and put it out there. So I'm glad I was able to remember to do that yeah it was good i i don't think i ever maybe i went to your grandfather's once i mean you've had to i i can't imagine but like every time i go down to like you know near john's pizza i'm always i always think about you you know yeah so well that's good so um are you thinking about writing any other books i am i'm working on my next one now um i so right now I just have a few, it's going to be a book of essays. Mm -hmm. I still have to sort of get a package together for my agent and send it off to her probably in the next few weeks just to see if she is interested in working with me on it and representing it. Um, so there's just so much anxiety and book publishing because she could easily say this isn't really my cup of tea and now then I have to sort of start from zero again and find another agent that might want to represent it but I'm really excited about this one just the first book I'm so proud and I'm happy that I was able to write it and publish it um, it's just sort of like this gift to my grandfather and something that will always be in the world um, but a lot of it got, you know, with the whole comic book aspect of it, I'm not a huge comic book nerd whatsoever. I mean, I love the comic book community. It like feels like home to me just because of my grandfather, but 
um, I'm excited to focus on me mm -hmm. and just really dig in deep and hopefully find some material that could resonate with other people. Um, so fingers crossed. I don't know. Yeah, we'll be looking at, is that something that could be published like next year or by the end of this year? I mean, or I guess first it has to be accepted, right? Like we're well, still my agent would have to say, yeah, this looks great. Let's shop this. And okay. that could be months from now. And then if it did sell knock on wood, I, I would say 22, 23 even. Like they really just push it out there. Unless it's this weird situation that this first book was in where they're like, okay, we need it in six months. Um, but I don't think that's, that was a little rare of a situation well probably by 2022 or 23 you'll be able to do the readings and yeah and do all that stuff right? i think you're doing in person at least <laughs> <laughs> no no you won't, you won't be zooming next time yeah um what it's like if you had to give some advice to someone who's interested in in starting writing or just like wants to get motivated in terms of writing, what, what advice would you give them? Uh, my first bit of advice would be to take some classes and it's another silver lining with the pandemic. There's so many online courses that you can take um, <clears throat> and do it in your own time. So I, you know, I found that really difficult. You know, I was home with two kids and I couldn't easily go down and take a class in person in the middle of the day. Um, but now there's just so many options. Um, and I think that's key. Uh, the second bit of advice I'd say is to try and find yourself a writing group. Um, if you can find other people who are writing similar things, like my group, we're all writing essays. Okay. So that's really helpful just to stay motivated and to have a deadline that you have to write something by. Um, and also just get feedback from people who are in that same world as you um and then the third is to have patience <laughs> yeah. i still don't really have but you have to remind yourself to take a breath and just keep writing that's awesome that's great advice um well thanks so much for your time i know you're busy so i really appreciate it no this was fun it was good to see your face yeah, you too. All right, bye. Bye. So, uh, fantastic. Great interview. Thank you so much, Megan, for, for, for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I like the way she just explains everything very clearly. Yeah, certainly. Um, I've, I've always wanted to write as well, so I got some good advice from her <laughs> at the end there. Um, so, of course, uh, take your time with this. Listen to it again. Go back and review the vocabulary from episode 15. Uh, and then listen to it again, you know, and, and get comfortable with it. Uh, as always, you can contact us. Uh, ask us questions. Uh, if you have any other questions of, about vocabulary from the interview, feel free to ask us. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram. How, how are they going to do that, Masha? So for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, go to at BeFluentNYC. Also on Twitter, at BeFluentPodcast. We hope you join us soon. 
Um, our next interview will be with um, small business owner Keisha, and she'll be talking about a product that she recently made. Cool. Um, be back soon, folks. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.